You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Reinvention through pinching pennies. Hi, Dale Dixon here. This is The Game Changer. Jason Jennings, so good to hear your voice today. Uh, It's great being with you again. So our topic today is this idea that reinvention is really spurred on by being frugal. It comes from your book, The Reinventors. And as we dive into this, why do you say that being frugal spurs reinvention? Let me tell you where we... uh, where. We landed on this. Uh, We were studying uh, Apollo Tires, uh, which has now uh, become the fifth biggest tire company uh, in the world. They're based in uh, India. Uh, They've now uh, made an acquisition in the United States. And uh, I know that one day they'll be one of the the two biggest tire manufacturers and retailers in the world. It's, It's a most incredible organization. And uh, on that trip, I I found myself in rural India, and uh, it all came together for me uh, in this little tiny village, and all of a sudden, there was this contraption uh, running, uh, coming toward me, and it looked like uh, an ox cart, but it had uh, two little engines uh, in the back, Uh, it had a steering wheel that looked like it had come off a bus, and it was transporting about six people, and so it looked like a like a mobile ox cart or something. And I said, uh, I said, what, what is that? And they said, that's Jugad. And I said, is that a brand name? And they started to laugh. No, 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 no. That's, that's Jugad. That's what we do here in India. And I said, what in the world is Jugad? And they said, well, look, resources are not plentiful in many areas of India. And so Jugad is taking the available resources and makes something that works out of it. And that was like my whack in the head, a moment of clarity when I realized that all of these companies that we were studying for reinvention, um, they were not doing another boo.com. Instead, they were being very frugal. And for those of you uh, who are, for those listeners who are, who are not familiar with boo.com, uh, it is the story of, the, uh, of a fashion model and an aspiring writer who, who got together uh, right at the right around the year 2000 or 2001, right, right before the big dot-com bust. And uh, they had this idea for world cool, world chic to build and reinvent the high fashion shopping experience with Planet Boo. And, uh, and they went out and they raised hundreds of millions of dollars from some big names, uh, Arnaud uh, in France, uh, Alejandro Benetton uh, of Benetton's, Bain Capital, J.P. Morgan, gave them several hundred million dollars. Well, all of a sudden, 18 months later, uh, Boo.com, or Planet Boo, was gone. And here's a short list of what they had spent in 18 months. Uh, $70 million in software, $42 million in advertising, $200,000 to run apartments for Leander and Malmston, uh, the, man, the man and woman at the head of this organization, plus $100,000 each to redecorate their pads, uh, almost a million dollars to a PR firm, $200,000 a month for travel expenses, then $5,000 a day in stylist charges to perfect the look, a uh, million dollars to design their magazine, which was never published, a staff of 400 people doing the work of a handful. And listen to this. Uh, at the end of 18 months, here's what they had. They had achieved $2 million in sales. This is after an investment of several hundred million dollars. 
and all that was left when they sold off the servers and they sold off the computers and sold off the desks, the return was less than a million dollars for the several hundred million dollars that had been invested. Um, and, and I, I love this example because I think it, it clearly demonstrates, and we see it all the time in business, that just throwing buckets full of money at something is not necessarily the answer. In fact, uh, our research would indicate uh, just the opposite, that, that being frugal actually spurs reinvention. And, you know, I'm a farm kid, so I, I always go back to the common sense things that I learned from my dad out on the farm. And I remember the times where we would take something that uh, parts and pieces and put things together, either welding or sometimes it was really the, the proverbial duct tape and chicken wire to right. make things work. And and that is at its essence what we're talking about and being frugal. But at the same time. I remember my dad could put together some amazing things that really wowed me uh, as a kid and, and even thinking back on it uh, based on being frugal and figuring out ways to make things work, creating new things, taking the old, creating the new. Well, you know, and I think it's true. Once in a while, we all need a whack on the head, and, and frugal is a whack on the head. I remember the words of Frank Lloyd Wright, uh, who I have a lot of respect and time for. And When he wrote the following, he said, The human race built most nobly when the limitations were the greatest, uh, because limitations seem to have been the best friend ever of architecture. And, and I think there's a lesson there for all of us in our business. The other thing that being frugal does is it makes us better stewards of other people's money. Uh, and uh, one of the examples that I always point out is Nobel Prize winner Milton Friedman. I may have uh, differences with some of his findings and some of his conclusions, but as a result of his study, he built this incredible chart that shows when you're spending your money, you are very, very careful. When you are spending someone else's money, you are not so careful at all. And I mean, that's, that study has been replicated over and over and over again. So being frugal just makes us better stewards of, of other people's money. The other thing that being frugal does is it builds teamwork. Uh, it brings people together saying, you know, we don't have all the resources in the world, and so we're going to have to work together. And I think probably uh, the best example of that uh, is, uh, is Apple. Uh, Apple has never been uh, a lavish spender. Uh, in a typical year, uh, Apple will spend about a billion to a billion and a half dollars on research and development. But get this, Microsoft spends almost $10 billion. And uh, witness the performance of the stocks and witness the performance of the companies uh, over the year. So take us through the Jason Jennings frugal plan, a plan for being frugal. What does it look like? Uh, we always walk away from these podcasts with specific action items. What are some things that I can take back to my business and start being more intentional about being frugal? Well, number one, uh, number one, ask, ask who your customer really is uh, and, and ask what you really produce for that customer. Uh, uh, Pat Lancaster uh, is the head of Lantech Industries, and I, I wrote about him in a couple of my books. And they invented and, and they manufactured the machine where, where pallets of cereals or, or, or pallets of goods are, are immediately shrink-wrapped and be, before they're shipped. 
And uh, he said, you know, you really have to, number one, know who your customer is and what your customer wants. Uh, he said in the history of his company, they would create a machine, and then in a couple of years after, they would create another machine with more bells and whistles, but they would never discontinue the first machine because they thought it had a loyal following. And he said, finally, they were selling so many machines that it was all about them. Uh, they had lost sight of what really the customer wants to do. And then he said, and you've also got to get rid of waste. And if you're going to be frugal, uh, you, you need to get your head around what is waste. Now, most of us have an incorrect idea about w what waste is. We consider waste uh, packaging that's left over when we unpack something. Uh, we consider waste to be something we produce that is flawed and comes back to us. Those are, those are obvious uh, elements of waste. But as Pat Lancaster says, every day, every day, Every business leader, every executive, every business owner should take a walk through his or her company and ask the following question, what's being wasted here? And he said the answer is everything that doesn't create value is waste. Everything that does not create economic value is waste. And so begin looking at your enterprise, begin looking at your business through the lens of if it doesn't create value, then it is waste. There is no reason to have anything wasteful in the organization. The second thing is this. You have to make everything extraordinarily simple. Uh, what, what did Einstein say? Uh, he said, if a, if a theory cannot be explained to a child, he said, then it's probably worthless. And I can't begin to tell you how many times uh, uh, every week, every, every month, uh, entrepreneurs want to get together with me. They want to meet with me. Uh, many of them see me as a potential investor. And I sit down and I say, okay, well, I I explain your business model. What, what is it going to be? Well, I mean, 10 or 15 minutes later, I'm completely unclear on, on what they're trying to do or who they're trying to be or who they're trying to serve or how it's going to be monetized. And, I mean, it's like if you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, baffle them with your bullshit. I mean, I, I just have no idea what they're talking about. So make your proposition extraordinarily simple. Uh, you, you can only make your proposition very simple by asking, I mean, what your customers uh, actually want. Then in the organization, you need to celebrate frugal reinvention. I mean, you, you have to celebrate it. It has to become a, a value of the organization. So celebrate um, frugal reinvention. And you also do that, I mean, by totally blowing up the bureaucracy and, and working relentlessly uh, to do that. I mean, if, if you would just do those several things as, as a starting point, I mean, you're going to become a much more frugal organization. We, we are all of us are called to be good stewards of, of all resources that we have. And there's a rich track record of the greatest companies doing the greatest things when they have no money. And this is probably the time uh, to tell my Southwest Airlines story. Uh, back in 1975, I understand it's an old story. It's now like 35 uh, years old. But Southwest was this upstart air carrier based in Texas. They had four airplanes. Uh, airline travel had been deregulated, so there were hundreds of upstart carriers. There were literally hundreds of millions, billions of dollars being invested in all of these air carriers, who ultimately all failed, uh, all went away. And here was Southwest, four airplanes. Uh, they're out of cash. They're running out of cash. And uh, they had to sell 
an airplane, had to sell an airplane. Um, and they didn't want to do it because they said, you know, if we sell an airplane, I mean, we're going to have to have to stop serving some communities that we promised we would serve. And if we sell an airplane, I mean, we're going to have to let go people. And we promised there would never be a layoff here. And then after a lot of musing, they said, and, and the moral of the story with a rapier sharp point will occur in about 30 seconds. They said, you know, if we could turn an airplane around, like in 10 minutes on the ground, uh, we could sell an airplane. We could come up with this extra cash to see us through. We could actually get more flights out of our existing fleet. Nobody would have to be laid off. We'd actually get to serve another city or another community if we could turn the airplane around uh, in 10 minutes. And, and look what they've done. They have, they've built the world's biggest airline by passenger volume, or the biggest in North America. Uh, what I always, and, and, and so that's a great story. Um, I, I think there's a lot of, there's a big lesson there about frugality, but I don't think that's the big lesson. The thing that I always wonder about is what would have happened had investment bankers said, oh, that's no problem, we'll give you some more money. What if the banks had said, hey, we understand things are a little tight right now, and you know, here, here, we'll add $100 million to your line of credit. You know what? I believe there's a chance that Southwest would have never come up with the 10-minute turnaround, and they would have failed, like all the other upstarts that failed. I think frugality led them to their competitive advantage, which has led them to dominance. I think that's an absolutely remarkable example of something we all have to constantly strive to do in our own businesses. And doing more with less. Uh, so we we go back and recap really quick because we're, we're out of time, but this gets to the heart of what you've said uh, through so many podcasts. You've got to get your hands dirty, spend 50% of your time getting to know your customers so that you can be asking the questions, so that you can go through and figure out in your organization what's being wasted. You can simplify your processes, celebrate frugal reinvention through this process, and be a good steward. So. Great takeaways for us today, Jason. Thanks so much. If you're listening to this uh, podcast through iTunes, uh, we're here simply, and Jason is here simply for to help businesses be better through reinvention. If you would write a review, it's going to help move this podcast up so it's visible to more people and more businesses can find the help. Uh, so write a view, review on iTunes, or you can also send a question to Jason at questions at jason-jennings.com. We'd love to hear from you and answer the questions on the podcast. Jason, until next week, thank you so much. Always enjoy uh, sharing this cup of coffee with you. Absolutely. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.